You're listening to the Realized Empath Podcast, where we get real about loving and stumbling through our sensitive lives with your host and holistic counselor, Kristen Schwartz, who helps redefine what's possible for an empath who embraces a path of self-healing. Welcome back to the Realized Empath Podcast. I'm Kristen Schwartz, and as always, I am grateful you've taken time out of your day to tune in. So I just returned from an excellent seven-day, it was restorative, nature-filled trip to Alaska. And I have to say that if you can get there in the fall, do it. So this was my first time to Alaska and is by far my favorite place in the United States. The beauty and the energy of the mountains was unmatchable. And the colors, I don't know if we just got there the right week. I know the leaves started to fall towards the end of our week there, but the colors were such vibrant yellows against the snowy, you know, snow-top mountains, and then the black sand beaches. I mean, it was incredible. Really close up there with Iceland. I know that when, when I went to Iceland a few years ago, um, the energy when I landed there was palpable. Like I could tell the difference of the energy of that country Compared to when we flew back in to Boston, I felt it within my body. But if you guys can get to Alaska, I mean, wow. I have to go back in the summer. I've never been there. Obviously, it was my first time. I've never been there in summer. But if you can make it to the fall, make it in the fall, I say do it. Amazing. So today's podcast, we are talking about the nervous system and how trauma affects our nervous systems. I will follow up next week with a podcast on tips and tricks for soothing and calming and regulating our nervous system after trauma. Today, we're diving into the details of our nervous systems, how it works, and how trauma affects our nervous systems. So our bodies are wonderfully elaborate. We all know that, right? And understanding how they operate is no simple task. Nevertheless, uh, we can count on that if something occurs within our body, the effects usually span past what we immediately observe. There's obviously something going on deep within our systems, right? So we may notice, let's say, a tingle on the skin. It goes beyond the tingle of the skin, right? So what systems are involved in that? So trauma affects how our nervous systems function. So however, unlike a visible cut, right, or impact to the body, trauma is a silent ailment that can lead to complications and resistance. So let's go a little bit into trauma. To keep it simple, we can divide trauma into three main categories. So remember, what causes trauma and how that trauma manifests in our body is different for everyone. So it's best that we just stay open instead of like the eagerness to box each other in. Um, I heard something last week. I want to say it was on maybe a clip of Red Table Talk. And they said that pain or trauma is subjective. And that's what we're saying here is that what traumatizes me may not traumatize you. And a lot of issues in human relationships are... Assuming because something is true for you that it should be true for someone else, or if something doesn't 
bother you, then you should be judging someone if it bothers them. So really remaining open and understanding that we're all different. We all have different makeups. We're all affected by things differently. So just stay open with that. All right, so let's go into three main categories of trauma. So we have acute trauma, which comes about as a result of a single event. So that single event, it goes unprocessed and it impacts the psyche. So let's say it's car accidents or maybe a robbery or witnessing violence. Then we have chronic trauma. So chronic trauma is a result of a repetitive trauma that continues for an extended period. That can be psychological abuse. That can be uh, chronic bullying, ongoing bullying. That can be war. And then we have complex trauma. Complex trauma is most associated with children, and it's the exposure to multiple traumatic events. And those traumatic events um, end up affecting early development and then hindering the child's ability to form healthy and safe relationships later in life. The progression of chronic trauma, the ongoing complex trauma, um, is like a Chronic trauma is a combination of acute and chronic trauma, and that ends up leading to complex trauma disorder, or you may have heard it defined as CPTSD. All right, so let's go into the actual autonomic nervous system. But first, let's talk about neurobiology. So neurobiology is the study of the nervous system cells that actually help process information and control our behavioral responses. It looks at how the nervous systems or how the nervous system is impacted by trauma. Our autonomic nervous system, you might have heard it called ANS, um, is independent of the central nervous system, and it's closely linked to how our bodies react and to stress and trauma. So the ANS is comprised of the sympathetic, which is related to the fight or flight response and the release of stress hormones. And then we have the parasympathetic, which helps to regulate the functions of the sympathetic. So those two systems, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic, work together by allowing you to come back to a neutral state after an increase in stress. So the sympathetic is the system that puts you into fight or flight. This is like an example. And the parasympathetic actually steps in and regulates and helps you come back down to a neutral state after the sympathetic puts you in a stressed state, right? Or releases those stress hormones. So they can be thought of as opposing forces of our nervous systems. And that they affect things like digestion and sleep and nervous system function. When trauma is present, it disrupts the balance between those two systems. For example, like the parasympathetic system would repair any damage or disturbance, but because of the trauma, the trauma doesn't allow the parasympathetic system to do its job. So this leads to disassociation, immobilization, symptoms of disassociation worsen as time progresses and feelings of sleepiness, displacement from reality, fogginess, trouble concentrating, um, lapse of memory. 
All those things can occur. There's various behavioral effects that trauma has on us. So the aftermath of trauma actually causes the nervous system to break down, and then we develop these behavioral effects because of that. And I know you've heard the term fight or flight, and that's an example of these different behavioral effects that trauma has. So let's talk about some of those different stages. All right, so first we have first we have freeze. So in freeze, we're in a state of shock and denial. I call this uh, deer in headlights. We're just kind of like watching. We're investigating the stimuli. Our pupils dilate. Sometimes we can't come up with the words. We don't really have anything to say. It's like we're just sitting there watching what's happening. And on the inside, we're extremely triggered. The next phase we have is fight and flight. So this one, we're either going to fight back or we're going to remove ourselves immediately. So in fight and flight, the blood flow to the heart, muscles, arms, and legs happen, um, increase, and there's heavier breathing, and digestion is also repressed. Next, we have fright. So in fright, disassociation happens. So this is when the sympathetic and parasympathetic systems are actually activated at the same time. This can lead to feelings of panic, dizziness, nausea, and other adverse symptoms like indigestion. Next, we have flag. Now, flag is basically all the stages that we've already talked about, and it triggers, like all of them combined, and it triggers a shutdown of the parasympathetic system. And we begin to basically settle into the trauma. So we collapse, we can collapse, there's helplessness and other disassociative tendencies. We can struggle to complete voluntary movements such as speech, vision, hearing, and our heart rate and blood pressure drop. Lastly, we have faint. So basically the progression of all the above symptoms can lead to a complete dysregulation dysregulation of the digestive tract. So we can have nausea, loss of bowel control, irregular bowels, headaches, vomiting, fainting. So traumatic circumstances thrust our nervous system outside its ability to regulate itself. So for some of us, the system can get stuck in the on position and it becomes difficult to go from overstimulated to calm. So in that state, we may experience anxiety, anger, restlessness, panic, and hyperactivity can result when we stay in this hypervigilant mode. This physical state of hyperarousal is stressful for all the body systems. And for others, the nervous system can get stuck in the off position. And in the off position, this can result in depression, disconnection, fatigue, lethargy. And so people can alternate between nervous systems highs and lows. So in a moment of danger, all these responses we've talked about, they happen automatically. And they're happening because the body, our systems are trying to keep us safe. Sometimes the responses that we have to that original trauma can actually continue. Even when the trauma is not happening anymore, 
Our body and brain, though, continue to work to keep us safe from danger. And so that initial response that was there to keep us safe, right, when we were first experiencing that trauma, can be triggered in the now by things that actually aren't even comparable to that original danger, but our body's going through the reaction and the response like we're back in that event. So how does understanding how our body responds to trauma, why is that helpful? So I believe that it's helpful because it's helpful because understanding how our body responds can help us better understand how to support ourselves and it can help us be aware of when those body responses first begin to start happening so we can take action to soothe ourselves. So how can we practice seeing others' unhelpful behaviors as possible trauma responses? Because here's one thing that I realized, and it's unfortunate, but we become traumatized by the original event. But then what ends up happening over time is we become traumatized by our trauma responses. And then we usually, if the trauma responses continue throughout our life, we get shamed by other people because of our trauma responses, which then, if that's chronic and happens a lot, that can lead to trauma too. So it's this vicious cycle um, that can re-traumatize us. So practice seeing our unhelpful behaviors, right, as possible trauma responses, bringing in compassion for self and others. So next week, we'll dive deeper into what we can do to start to soothe, heal, and regulate our nervous systems. But for today, I wanted to leave you with a few tips that I know have worked for me and actually are proven through research to calm the nervous system. And that way you can start trying out these different ways to soothe yourself and see what works for your lifestyle. See what actually brings you some joy or what you're curious about. So meditation, um, it was huge and still is huge for me. Um, and it's great for regulating our nervous system. Um, also exercise, and yoga specifically, there's a lot of research on yoga and trauma healing, spending time in nature. So my week in Alaska, this was huge for me. Um, connection to nature, but just getting outside. If you, if, you know, you don't have to take a big trip, um, but just getting outside and walking amongst the trees. Uh, breath work is great. I work with my son regularly. Um, with breath work. And so you can start by simply taking a deep breath and then on your exhale, counting to four. When we inhale, we're activating that part of our nervous system that is more related to stress, right? That stress. And then the exhale then initiates that part of the nervous system to regulate. So that's why we want to focus on the exhale because we're actually calming our nervous system on the exhale. Also, playing with babies, small children, and pets. So I have a dog. He's so sweet. His name is Finn, and he's a Bernie Doodle. 
and he is amazing for regulation. Love him. Thank you for tuning in today. I appreciate you and I wish you a fantastic healing week ahead. This Saturday, you guys, marks the next round, the beginning of the next round of the Realize Empath Live course. So if you want to join us, head over to realizedempath.com and grab a seat. Don't forget to order your copy of The Healed Empath. I will be doing a book club with everyone who pre-orders my book. You can find the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and many more online stores. If you are outside of the United States and you need to know where you can order yours, if Amazon, I know that India, um, the book is not up on Amazon in India yet. It will be shortly. There are other stores online that I have listed on my website. So you can also visit realizeempath.com for more locations. Thank you guys so much. Have a fantastic week. Take care of yourselves. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Realized Empath Podcast. Revisit past episodes or contact Kristen at realizedempath.com. Did you love this episode? Please share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, sensitive souls.